Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement and values-based planning and why that might be essential for you. So we're going to get into what is values-based planning in just a second, but Phil, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, we are taking forward to spring, but I don't know. It's it's going to be a while. (laughs) Well, we're taping this the day after Valentine's Day. Were you were you good? Did you remember? I I I was good, but I had a busy day. So yeah, okay. Didn't get home from our church board meeting till way after eleven. So it's like, oh "Oh, wow, not not a good day to have all that go on. But it is what it is. You know, you've been married. You've been married thirty plus years, and all of a sudden, it's you know, it's another day. It's exactly. Exactly. Well, hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day. I was teasing my wife, uh, her uncle, she hasn't seen in a long time, showed up yesterday on Valentine's Day to visit. He's. Uh, we've talked about different people we know, Phil. You do the same, mm-hmm. RVing or camping, doing yep. a lot of it. He's, yep. He actually was one of these that sold his house a couple years ago and is just RVing all over the country okay. uh, and living in his RV. And so he finally made his way here. And I hadn't actually yet met him after 17 years of marriage. And so I was teasing him. I was like, hey, thanks for showing up on Valentine's Day. Now you got me out of having to do anything special. <laughs> that That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, to your point, right, we've been married a long time. So we had already had plans already set for yeah, some other yeah. stuff. It was a nice icebreaker anyway. So Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, I hope everybody had a good, uh, a good Valentine's Day if you go in for that sort of thing. Uh, but let's talk about values-based planning, Phil. Family mm-hmm. is going to be my first one on it. So sure. we were just talking about that. But when you're sitting down with clients or potential clients, um, really, I kind of wanted to talk about this because it's not always the X's and the O's, right? Or yep. the dollars and the cents. Yep. Sometimes people may have some specific, and family's a, kind of an easy, low-hanging fruit because everyone's going to say our family is important to them for the most part, I would hope. Uh, but it's kind of a low-hanging fruit, but it's an easy way for us to kind of break the ice on this and get it going. Sure. A values-based planning is like coming in, somebody coming in and saying, hey, this is really important to me. This is where I want to focus the structure or the meat of our plan. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to the why. You know, I mean, it, the, the all the numbers, dollars and cents, you, you can't ignore that. You have to do that. But at the end of the day, the, the piece that really matters that's going to get you through some of the decisions you have to make is why. What's important to you? What, yeah. what is your value? Okay. You know, the, the old question, what's important about money to you? And right. why is that? So let's go to faith. You just mentioned that you were at your church board meeting. Um, So there's some people that may come in and say, hey, listen, our faith is very, very important to us. We want to set up our plan so that we're leaving something to the church or we're whatever. And maybe even, Phil, do do you run into the scenario where some people don't want to invest or do certain things with companies they don't feel morally or ethically aligned with them? Right. Yeah, there's a lot of components to, to faith and how that fits into your overall financial plan. Okay. You know what I mean? It could be time. I mean, that's a big piece of, you know, when you get into retirement, what do you do with your time? Okay. Um, you know, so faith might play into it. I mean, if, if you're very involved in your church or charities or some organization, um, you know, how, how does that fit? You know, do you want to spend a lot of time doing that and maybe some of the resources too? If we want to bring back in the X's and O's a little bit, yep. when you're working, if you're if you're tithing to your church, for example, mm-hmm. and you're given money, do you plan to continue that into retirement? And are you Absolutely. budgeting appropriately for it? 
Uh, or even to to my point a minute ago, you know, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of people looking at investing in things like the CBD and, you know, yeah. and marijuana and stocks and so on and so forth. Some people may come in and say, hey, I don't want to invest in any of that because it goes against my beliefs or Absolutely. I totally oppose, you know, this company because of, you know, its owner or president or whatever. Right. So yep. that makes your job, I imagine, a little bit more difficult, maybe sometimes because you have to navigate some of those waters. Yeah, and it's there's really two sides to that because it's the first first side of the, the faith component is you know how does that play into um, the money needed you know and time and resources and the X's and O's part of it. The other side of it is the more the what I would call the implementation. Now that we've got the plan all figured out, how are we going to make it work? The companies that we're going to invest in, yeah, I mean if if then that's part of that equation where hey yeah I don't want to invest in any you know, CBD or yeah. you know, any companies that are involved in weapons or, you know, right. drugs. Yeah. Let, yeah. Or, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable. Tobacco, the yeah. oil. I mean, whatever your um, criteria is, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely something we can talk about. And let's make sure then when we're approaching it, that you understand pros and cons and whys and yeah. Um, how do you and, make and, that happen? So and I guess just bearing in mind as the potential investor or whatever the case is that, you could limit your options. So maybe not. There's, there's a plethora of things out there. So probably not, but just bear that in mind. Right. Yeah. If you're very much against a weapons based companies or something like that, just, but again, that may be so important to you that you need to be sharing that with your advisor. So oh, that they know. yeah, please do. I mean, don't, don't go in and not share that information like anything. I mean, it, you know, it's like going right. to the doctor, right? You're, you're right. You got to tell them everything. You yeah. know, if they ask a question, even if they don't, if there's something you think is important and that's, I mean, I end that initial discussion with a prospective client with just that, you know, after we've had all the, the discussion and I've asked everything that I think is important. Yeah. Did I, do you think I missed anything? You know, is there anything that you think is important? Gotcha. Lay it out on the table. Let, Lay it let's out. talk yeah. about it because it's, you don't want to get three, four, five meetings, two years, three years into this and realize, well, I never knew that was a, a important part of the equation you wanted to talk about right you know we would have done what things you gonna tell me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so i'm gonna move around on this because i don't know if we'll get sure. to all of these but i'm gonna go to ones that might that i think kind of jump out some people might come in and say hey listen we want you to help us build a plan for retirement education was super important we didn't go to college and we want to yep. make sure that every single one of our kids or every single one of our grandkids goes Yep. How do we budget for that? Right. So that is Absolutely. their primary focus that changes what you do a little bit. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it becomes part of the overall um, expense equation. Right. And, you know, how do we direct the, the funds that they've accumulated? You know, and if that is a focus of theirs, then here's how we can do it. Here's what the costs are. I mean, that's where you have to start is, OK, what do we want to plan for? Are we talking like Ivy League schools for all of them and how many grandkids and how many years and, right. you know, or you're talking community college or you want to help out 50%. I mean, what's the number, you know, what is does it, it look full like? Funding? Is it partial funding? Yeah. Or? And that's, that's not a, give me the answer and I'll put it in or it shouldn't be. I mean, at least how we work it. If any of these, you know, discussion points come up, it's a matter of back and forth. Let's have the discussion. Yeah. And then, and then my job is to start putting the numbers in play to say, okay, well, we started out with, you wanted to fund hundred percent. This is what it looks like, you know, and, okay. uh, you know, this is what you're the, rea the reality is you can't, you know, you can't do that if you, you really want to enjoy a retirement. I mean, if you want to stay home gonna, and do okay. nothing and, yeah. you know, 
you know, eat uh, spam, so to speak, whatever, you know, here's your budget down here for retirement. Everything's going to the grandkids. Yeah, you can do it, but that's your choice. Yeah. I was going to ask you, go for it. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask you at what point do you have to be the heavy, right? Right. Because I I would, me personally, I would want that. We seem to be in a society right now where a lot of times people are like, Hey, don't say anything that's going to offend or or mess with anybody because everyone's so touchy and we just kind of freak out of everything. But there's certain places where I have like, hey, give it to me straight, man. The doctor's right. one, the financial advisor. So if I come in and say, hey, I got four grandkids. I want to fully fund their ride to Harvard. And you, I would want you to look at me and go, well, then you're not retiring. Right. right. Or, or your yeah. retirement's going to look a lot different. You're well, yeah, Rama yeah, you're, fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's in, you know, I tell my clients and I'm friends with a lot of my clients, you know, but my, at the end of the day, my job isn't to be your friend. I'm yeah. going to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, I have to. I've got to personally to, to be comfortable with my job and fulfilling it and professionally sure. my fiduciary duty. If fiduciary. you want to think of it that way, I'm going to lay it on the table and say, look, this is the fact, yeah. right? If you want to do this, here's what it looks like. And it's your retirement. It's not mine. Right. So yeah. my job is not to do, make the decision. It's to show you the pros and cons. Uh, this is right. how we get there. So this is how we get there, right? Uh, career. Let's just touch on that one quickly for a minute. Uh, some people feel you're one of them. Okay, you love your yep. career, uh, and you know you've you've had conversations. We've touched on a little here and there. You're not ready to retire. You're not sure when you will be. You know, mm-hmm. so some people will come in and be like, look, I have no plans to retire. I don't want to stop working. I love what I do or whatever the case is, but you still, I mean, again, you kind of got to be, you can't be a yes man. You have to kind of talk and say, okay, that's great. But at what point does your body or your mind override your decision? Yeah. And it's, you know, again, back to that whole concept of what is retirement, you know, a lot of, I think, we've all been trained to think of, you know, it's a date. Okay. What 62, I can get social security. So that's yeah. my date. I've got to retire. Well, no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do here. with it. What, yeah. You know, what is retirement to you? And what does that look like? It doesn't mean you don't work. You know, maybe it means if you love what you do, maybe you just do it part-time, you know, mm-hmm. if that's with the same company and they allow it, great. If not do something different, you know, you've got or to retire to yeah. something or your own. I mean, if you're self-employed, it's a, a lot easier. Yeah. You know, cause you can just kind of pair back and, you know, in my case, my son-in-law works with me. So, I mean, that's part of my transition. As I get to that point, he's going to take on more of that and the staff and I can, you know, be involved in kind of the higher level thing. You can be the and, big kahuna. Then. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I've always joked that I mean, we travel, we've got an RV right now and that's our right. plan. I'm putting, placing clients strategically all over the country. So We'll, we'll spend the winter months traveling around in the I'll warmer parts of the country. <laughs> That's right. It's my, it's my mobile office. So. There you go. <laughs> right. so, yeah, whether it's part-time, full-time, and we've had many conversations on yeah. this on other podcasts, so I won't belabor yep. the point. But maybe do think about that if if you're walking in saying my career is everything because that's that value that mm-hmm. you hold dear. Um, just make sure that you're being realistic and to the point of you might want to work forever, but your brain or your body may say otherwise. So my job and to me, the best part of that, having that discussion with a client is going through the numbers and and giving them permission, so to speak, the comfort to, to, you know, say, Hey, technically you could retire today if you want. Yeah. You know, so now the the job isn't a job. Well, I got to go in because I got to pay the bills. It's a, Okay. You know, if I don't like it today, if it gets to that point where you know, I don't feel like I'm doing what I, I could do anymore, as good as, you know, I was or whatever the case is, or I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. Put your two week notice on. 
And I've had clients do that. You know, I, I, mean, I can think of a teacher specifically that we were having that discussion and, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to retire really long. Right. And then COVID hit and went through about a year of that. And she's like, you know what, is, is, am I still okay to retire? I said, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Thanks. And she was gone. Every See two ya. weeks, man, she was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're kind of talking again about these values-based planning. Family yep. was the first one. Pretty easy. You can pretty much wrap just about everything if you really wanted to into family. Right. Yep. Maybe it's faith. Maybe it's career. Maybe it's education. Um, I got charitable giving on here, Phil. We kind of touched on that a little bit with faith, but there are people who maybe don't have children, who maybe don't have heirs. And so their focus is to say, hey, I want to make sure I leave everything I've got to my favorite charities, right? So again, sharing that information so that you can, you know, do that as efficiently as possible. And from a tax standpoint, there's a lot of advantages in charitable planning. And I do a lot of this with clients, especially if that is their inclination. I mean, and it has to be, again, your value, what you want to do. You know, sure. There's tax advantages. That's not the reason to do it. Um, but it, it may not be if that's your case, your, your, um, one of the goals, your values is, is yeah. charity. It may not be the right decision to wait and give that as part of your estate. You know, oh, okay. if, if that's right. really your focus, let's bring that into your current plan today and, and maybe get you personally some benefits. So there's ways to use that to help you restructure and get yeah. some tax benefits today that it'll ultimately go to charity, but it just benefits you early on. And you kind of maybe, so, you know, that's a great, that's a great point because I think the old school way of thinking of it, well, I die, I don't have any heirs or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it all to my favorite charities or my church or whatever. Yep. This way you can maybe do some stuff while you're still around and, and go yeah. be part of that charitable exercise. Maybe it's uh, your favorite animal shelter or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, if, if charity and, and faith is a, a piece of it, that's a, a very significant um, factor to bring in because there, there's ways to structure retirement and even investments and tax strategies around that. So, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, if that's a, a consideration, make sure your advisor understands that. Well, those are kind of the five biggies. I'm just going to finish off with a really quick, easy one, and we'll jump up out of here. And that's sure. just don't forget to have fun. Uh, yes. and, and not even just forgetting, but some people, Phil, may come in and say, the heck with all that other stuff. I'm about the fun. That's I right. I worked my tush off. I worked for 40 yeah. years, three, whatever it is, you know, whatever your number is. I I'm want done. a party. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So tell your advisor, right? So that you know, and obviously if this is your thing, you're going to anyway, but I mean that way, but I think with some of these people, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe they get themselves into trouble because they're yeah. that kind of spur of the moment. Ooh, I decided to buy a boat or, or mm -hmm. I did a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that, that can be very, very dangerous, especially early in retirement. Yeah. You know, if you make a lot of bad financial decisions, spend a lot of money at the wrong time sure. early yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, it, it can derail a plan really quick, you yeah. know, and that's where an advisor can be a, a significant help to you is, is putting that plan in place and giving you those parameters. I mean, we have that discussion with clients all the time in the plan of, you know, our number was this and it works fine. And, you know, there's should be about this left. If you follow the plan, all the numbers work. Right. And we always have that maximum spending, or I call it kind of the guardrail. Right. You know, technically, if, if we wanted to run out of money and my version of that is we've got enough to get another five years left, you right. know, so we're not zero at the end, <clears throat> then here's that number. You know, so, yeah, we, we plan for 100 a year, but to bump that guardrail every single year and you, you have just enough to kind of squeak by for another five years, you could spend 120. 
or whatever the numbers are. Yeah, yeah. You know, so to give them that that comfort level to know, okay, here's the, here's the numbers, right? Right, right. Gives them some direction. Let's still have the discussion year over year. I'm not giving you free reign to go and spend 120 a year because if you do that, we got to be really careful because you're bumping against the guardrail yeah, every so, year. Yeah, if you walk <laughs> in and say, hey, I bought an RV and a boat and two jet skis. And, yeah, you, uh, you said I could spend. <laughs> yeah, at an alpaca farm, you know, or whatever the case is, then don't be surprised when your advisor says, okay, uh, well, now you've shortened yourself, or now we've got yeah. to do this, or we've got to make, you know, so just, again, if fun is, is that value, that's great. Just that could be the one that maybe gets us in a little more trouble because that can be a lot of spur of the moment kind of purchases. A absolutely. Not absolutely. to say you got to live on a budget, but you also got to be, you know, somewhat realistic. So just yeah, make so you, sure have to, you have to be conscious of what, what the, that number is. Yeah, you know, the exactly. budget isn't something you want to look at, but there's got to be a hard number to know, okay, this is where we're at. So. Yep. Exactly. All right, folks, that's going to do it. So if you've got some questions about values-based planning and you're not always already working with Phil, you need some help, reach out to him. The number's on the screen as well as the website on there. It's philstaxhacks.com. You can find all the information at philstaxhacks.com. That redirects you back to Phil's main uh, business website, but that is our podcast website. And you can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. Hit the subscribe button for YouTube. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it. Share it with folks who might benefit from the message as well or just enjoy our smiling faces as we talk about this stuff every week. So we try to spend, you know, 12 to 18 minutes chatting about this stuff. So surely you got a little bit of time in your day to learn a little bit more and figure out, you know, how to get to and through retirement. Phil, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I appreciate you. Have a great day. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts Phil. with Phil Putney. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.